And day 221, since Joe promised he wouldn't abandon Americans, but he's turned the page. The mob and the media's turned the page. God only knows what he's going to end up doing to Americans left behind in Ukraine if they haven't gotten out, or Americans trapped like this uh, uh, NBA, this WNBA basketball player. I mean, uh, are we going to get this this American home safely? Is Joe lifting a finger to help her? I hope he is. Nobody seems to want to talk about it, but we will. Um, I, you know, we talk about leadership, and there's times when I just you see the weakness of Joe Biden. You saw this on full display, the utter incompetence, the complete abandonment of Americans, our fellow Americans behind enemy lines in the Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan. So did, so did President Xi. So did the mullahs in Iran. So did Kim Jong-un. And so did Vladimir Putin, some of the most hostile actors on the world stage. And I'm not sure why Joe Biden apparently just isn't willing to fly to uh, meet uh, world leaders the way past presidents have. And he always sends now Kamala Harris. And it always ends up being a train wreck. And if she's not, you know, explaining, you know, like she, she sounds like she's t- teaching a, a class to first graders. Now, Ukraine is a country in Europe. Uh, Russia is a bigger country next to Ukraine, a much bigger country. Now, Russia invaded the smaller country, Ukraine, I feel like, I, I just can't believe it. We played montages of the Kamala Harris awkward giggling. You know, it's the strangest thing, that, that laugh that we played the montage of. Now, anyway, so she's there with the, with the Polish president and is asked a serious question about the Ukrainian refugee crisis. You can hear the seriousness in, in the voice of whoever the reporter happens to be. And she starts giggling. Listen. Thank you, Madam Vice President. I wanted to ask you about some reporting that my colleague here in Poland noticed. He recently spoke with the mayor of the largest border town who told him that the refugee system is essentially not set up for this, that it will collapse. It's an improvised system that can work for maybe two weeks, but not indefinitely. And I'm wondering what the United States is going to do more specifically to set up a permanent infrastructure. And relatedly, is the United States willing to make a specific allocation for Ukrainian refugees. And for President Duda, I wanted to know if you think, and if you asked the United States to specifically accept more refugees. Okay. <laughs> a friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> okay, so this time. Now, she, it, it was clear to me she was struggling to come up with an answer. Now, there was like our President Duda of Poland was deferring to her to answer the question first because she got the first question and was being polite. It just is. It, it's so humiliating. I don't know what's worse, that or watching Joe Biden talk. It's embarrassing. It is humiliating. And then we have this conflict. Winkin Blinken. Oh, seemed very enthusiastic, excited about the, the notion that the... Uh, Poland was going to give MIGs to Ukraine so they can engage in their own fight. Um, and then all of a sudden, the Defense Department puts the kibosh on it. I'm not exactly sure why Kamala, Kamala Harris again is asked about the fighter jets and says the U.S. and Poland are united in fighting Ukraine. 
doesn't even answer the question. Listen. What kind of alternative plans does the United States have uh, to get materials to help Ukraine defend itself, uh, especially now that you have declined Poland's offer on jets? I want to be very clear. The United States and Poland are united in what we have done and are prepared to do to help Ukraine and the people of Ukraine. Full stop. Why didn't you answer the question? Because she didn't answer the question. Now, here's President Zelensky begging the West to send them airplanes so we can fight back. Listen, we have a war. We do not have time for all these signals. This is not ping pong. This is about human lives. We ask once again, solve it faster. Do not shift the responsibility. Send us planes. Send us planes. It's not that hard to figure this sucker out, is it? Um, I don't have good news on the economy, but I got news on the economy, and none of it is any good. And now we have another problem, and that is the high level of lying. But before I get to that, I want to just go back for one second. I just remember this. Trey Yingst has been in Kiev, the capital of Ukraine, the entire time. Now, he's been there. All the air raid sirens going off, he's been there. Bombs in the distance and even fairly close to where his location has been. And he's been reporting in a war zone the entire time. He has the reality of what's really going on because he's right there risking his life so he can report on the Fox News channel. And I think he's done a hell of a job. I think he's done a great job. And Trey Yinkst, compare the seriousness of this guy that's been on the ground to the giggle giggling vice president that we have and these ridiculous answers from today yeah guys this joint press conference came across like a bilateral check-in it was detached from the reality on the ground as the pair spoke there were air raid sirens sounding in the ukrainian capital of kiev we heard this diplomatic and political speak from vice president harris the ukrainian people don't need that they need anti-tank missiles they need anti-aircraft batteries I mean, we heard just all of this talk that you hear out of Washington about cooperation and friendship and to be nimble and swift in the response and understanding and appreciating. There are people dying as we speak on the ground in Ukraine, across this country, thousands of people. And the capital is being targeted from the ground and the air. The Ukrainians right now are calling for a no-fly zone because women and children are being bombed by Russian forces. And while we heard the vice president there talk about this hospital in Mariupol where three people, according to officials, were killed overnight in a Russian strike, she didn't talk about the consequences for that. She didn't talk about the fact that we are viewing evidence of war crimes taking place on the ground in Ukraine at the hands of an autocrat, Vladimir Putin in Russia, who is literally pushing his forces into this country, violating the sovereignty of Ukraine with no intention to stop. And that's the situation on the ground right now. The Ukrainian people need anti-tank missiles, aircraft batteries, and they are calling for a no-fly zone. They don't need thoughts and prayers. I mean, that's the difference between somebody that's living in the reality, seeing reality, reporting on reality, and somebody that just does a little flying in for a little happy talk, giggle time, and, and no commitment whatsoever to the real situation that's on the ground and the urgency of not only Trey, but of the, the, the president of Ukraine, Zelensky. The evidence is now overwhelming and incontrovertible of the war crimes. The, the Kremlin, under Vladimir Putin, they have wiped out entire neighborhoods. 
There are more images. If you want to look at it, it's pretty gruesome. I've looked at it of dead women, men, women, and children, innocent people trying to escape that have been bombed and murdered by Putin. And God knows how much worse it's going to get. And and then we have to watch Kamala Harris. You know, she's asked about war crimes investigation, and she talks about atrocities of an unimaginable proportion. Do you have any perspective of history? Have you not read about Mao and China and Stalin and Russia? Have you not read about Nazism, fascism, imperial Japan, the things that historically somebody that's vice president might know a thing or two about? You know, she's stating these uh, the unimaginable acts by Putin of violence. Um, none of this is unimaginable. History repeats itself. And when you have weak, feckless, appeasing leaders like Joe and Kamala, it incurs aggression. You know, this the idea that this very weak Joe at one point said, we're still willing to negotiate. Vladimir Putin's not listening to your pleas to negotiate. And if he is, it's only to bring more supplies in if he needs a temporary uh, stop in the fighting. He's lied to us the whole time. Oh, these are peacekeeping forces. Oh, okay. Whatever. But, you know, Neville Chamberlain, oh, we just had a meeting in Munich. We're going to have peace in our time. No, you're not. Jimmy Carter's appeasement of the former Soviet Union. Barack Obama and Joe Biden allowed the, the ISIS caliphate to build out and Donald Trump just bombed them into non-existence. There's a difference. Why didn't Putin do this? A lot of people asking. Donald Trump's on TV tonight. I'll ask him. Why didn't Putin do this when he was president? There's a reason. And why did he do it when Joe and Obama were president with Crimea? Why did they do it now that Joe's president? As we see, the entire country is now under assault. By the way, we'll also talk to somebody inside a bunker right now. Uh inside of kiev and we'll get there on the ground perspective but what's happened is you know ever so slowly now i have been fairly impressed with the ukrainian i don't know if you want to call it an insurgency but it's kind of an insurgency they have taken these javelins and and stinger missiles and every other bit of equipment provided by their european neighbors and they're using it to their advantage and then making this sucker hard on vladimir putin but that also makes me a little nervous because when you corner a rat, you know what the rat's going to do. And it's if we he's willing to kill women and children already. So, you know, what if he just carpet bombs the place, which could start that part? I fear you have to always think realistically, but it is it is an embarrassment that this is our vice president giggling on the world stage. And it's a prime example that. These that Joe and Kamala are not qualified for this job. These jobs, they're just not up to it. Joe is a cognitive mess and everybody knows it. And it is dysfunction at the highest level. Rick Rennell's wrote, oh, dear God, he writes, this is a total disaster. She's not prepared. She isn't grasping any of the issues, any solutions. She just rambles. Then he goes, I blame the Sacramento media for never properly vetting her. When asked about Ukrainians suffering under Russian attacks and asking about refugees, what's funny about that? Oh, that the that the, the, the president of Poland was, you know, being a gentleman and saying you can have you can answer first if you'd like. Uh, it's, and then you hear the reality of what is happening on the ground. 
You know, she dodged the question on fighter jets and the deal there, laughs awkwardly. You know, the she won't give an answer on whether we would support giving a plane. The U.S. and the U.K. reject calls for the no-fly zone over Ukraine. I'm, I'm not sure that's a good idea. And I think what's happened is I think there's a genuine fear of the West. Uh-oh, he might, he might go nuclear. Well, if that's your fear, then that means that if and you're going to give in to that fear, understand there's no end in sight then for any territorial ambition that he has. There's always going to be the risk of escalation in any war. And you always want to have avoid needless provocation. Um, but, you know, giving Putin a veto over NATO actions, it undermines all credibility of NATO. And then, then you have to ask about the Baltics and Latvia and Estonia and, and Lithuania. What's going to happen if Putin has territorial ambitions there? The death toll is rising. There's a fear that he might even use chemical or biological weapons or tactical nukes we keep hearing. But at some point, NATO and their refusal to respond because of uh, what he might do, that can't be your governing war philosophy. You know, is what you know what what is the what is the Biden doctrine? Well, I know what the the Trump doctrine was. I'll bomb the living hell out of you, like I did ISIS. I'll take you out like I took out Soleimani, and like I took out Baghdadi, and like I took out the leader of Al Qaeda in Yemen. If you don't believe me, I dare you to tr- test me. Hi, right, twenty-five to the top of the hour. The economic news is horrific. If you look at the key inflation indicator, year over year increase it's now the cpi consumer price index 7.9 percent when joe biden became president it was a mere 1.4 percent in january of 2021 and it steadily went up one seven two six four two five oh five four five four five three five four six two october six eight november uh seven percent december January 7.5%, and now in, in February 7.9%. Now, Biden and, uh, and his minions are all out there blaming the high cost of oil and energy and gasoline on Vladimir Putin's war and invasion of Ukraine. The only problem with that argument is that invasion didn't take place till February 24th. So all these other months... They want you to believe it's not their fault. There's nothing we can do about it. You know, this is what happens when when a country is invaded and and this is not our fault and it's out of our hands. Well, inflation was already at a 40-year high. Now we have a higher 40-year high. The last four months is one record after another that they're shattering. Listen to propagandist uh, circle back Jen Psaki blaming Putin and, oh, and greedy U.S. oil companies for the gas the, the price you're paying at the gas uh, station. You may have noticed this week that your gas prices have gone up. I want to talk to you a little bit about why. A lot of it has to do with Vladimir Putin. The reality is that Russia is one of the three largest oil producers in the world. And the fact that they have started this conflict, invaded a foreign country, and they are such a big producer of oil in the world, is the reason why the global oil markets are disturbed Lie. right now and why your gas prices Lie. are going up. 
Why? The president's going to do everything he can to bring down the price of gas for the American people. But there are a few facts you should be aware of. U.S. production of oil and gas is rising. In fact, in the first year of the Biden presidency, there was more oil and gas produced in the United States than in the first year of the Trump presidency. And there's opportunities to produce more from here. But part of this is on the oil companies. Right now, there are 9,000 approved unused permits that oil and gas companies could tap into now to ramp up production. So what the president is doing is ensuring we're taking steps here to get more oil out into the global marketplace. That includes the release of 40 million barrels from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve back Meaningless. in the fall. And he just announced their plan. All right, enough. I can't take it anymore. Everything you're hearing is a lie. We explained in great specificity and detail. American Petroleum Institute explained in detail. We're at a two-decade high for the percentage of leases in production. In other words, the highest level in two decades, with nearly two out of three leases producing gas and or and or oil. Leases are issued prior to exploration, so not every lease, not every acreage of leased land has resources that they can tap into. Now, we had the premier of Alberta say the Keystone XL pipeline would have been finished now. Now, what would that have meant? That would have meant 900,000 barrels of oil a day from Canada would be flowing into the U.S. for refiner to go to our refineries. 900,000. That would more than make up for the 600 and some odd thousand that Joey was importing from Russia up until a few days ago. Um, that would prevent Joey from, if they didn't stop it, from begging the mullahs in Iran and making the mullahs in Iran rich again. It would stop Joe from getting rejected yet again from OPEC nations when he begs them to increase energy production. He wouldn't be kissing the ass of a murdering thug dictator in Venezuela by the name of Maduro uh, who needs to go from that country. So they're not telling you the truth. They're not explaining that they put a pause in new oil and gas leases on federal lands. These are all things we can have within less than a year. I had one of the Keystone XL pipeline workers on last night. We can have in eight months, 900,000 barrels of oil pumped into the U.S. from Canada every day. If they would take away the pause on, on gas leases and the oil leases on federal lands, that would increase production and lend it's lend itself to achieving energy independence so much faster if they'd get rid of these insane environmental restrictions and emissions restrictions that they put in place when they got into office that would help the energy sector you know if they if they stop this moratorium on an ending anwar exploration and drilling that would be a wealth of energy for this country she's just lying it's nothing but lies and propaganda but it's even worse than that because we actually have gone back. And when you look at the campaign in 2020, Joe Biden said he would do everything that they're doing. Listen. If we don't stop using fossil fuels, we're all dead. Doing away with any subsidies for fossil fuels, number one. Number two, holding them liable for what they have done, particularly in those cases where you're underserved neighborhoods and you, you know the deal, okay? And by the way, when they don't or when they're deliberate, put them in jail. Kiddo, I want you to just take a look, okay? You don't have to agree, but I want you to look in my eyes. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, 
we're going to end fossil fuel, and I am not going to cooperate with you, okay? Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, we would, we would, we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. Make sure it's That's been their goal from day one. And now you're paying a record amount. Of, we've never had gas prices this high in our, in our country's history. Never. We're shattering a record every single day. And we have more natural resources. They refused. So they're going out with this propaganda and these lies. Um, now, as it relates to the economy and it relates to the price of gasoline, we were up nearly a buck fifty a gallon before this invasion of Ukraine by Putin. So that's a lie. That only happened in February on February 24th. So now we got the consumer price index, a 40-year high of inflation, the highest month recorded since the 80s. If you use the old methods of recording it, by the way, it would be infinitely higher. And if you want to know why you're paying so much to fill up your tank, it's because they purposefully, by design, have rejected America and American energy independence. They've rejected it. Was in Iran, Maduro in Venezuela, and lift sanctions off of him. Why? Because they want his oil. And OPEC nations then produce the energy that would be beneficial to our economy, lower our inflation, help the American taxpayer, American consumer. It would drop the cost of everything that we're buying in every store. It would drop the price of filling up our tanks. It would drop the price of heating and cooling our homes, and they just homes, and they just reject it. You know, it's it, this inflation rate is is really eight point four percent over the last three months. If you look at inflation numbers that Joe Biden inherited, the CPI was. 1.4% is first month in office. And now it's 7.9%. And that is a 40-year high. The highest, it's pushing the the price of everything you buy to the highest level in, in inflationary terms in more than 40 years. That is That is by their choice and their design. And to blame Vladimir Putin and his invasion of Ukraine is beyond dishonest. It is an outright lie. This is nothing but propaganda. This is their agenda. And they're even, at, at times, they're open and honest and stupid, and they actually say it. You have this idiot John Kerry said it. You have, you know, later we'll play in the program. I don't have time now. We have our own energy secretary admitting, Jennifer Granholm, the war in Ukraine gives me more determination to get energy uh, transition right. That's what they're, they're looking at. This is their opportunity to new green deal, no fossil fuel energy America. And Pete Buttigieg and Stephen Colbert's answer is buy an electric vehicle. Oh, OK. I'm sure every American has, you know, 50, 60 grand for their electric vehicle on their charging station. John Kerry literally said he was plainly worried that was in the beginning that once the Biden energy crisis drives pr- prices to nine bucks a gallon, nobody's going to pay attention you know, to the climate emergency roadshow. So Kerry's invented a brand new environmental crisis that he hopes will put the spotlight back on him. President Biden's climate czar, Kerry, said that while the Ukraine refugee crisis is a problem and amid Russia's invasion, it pales in comparison to the wave of migration that will come if climate change is not addressed. 
This is where their mind's at. Biden's exploding fuel prices. It actually, the New York Post had an article today. U.S. airlines now are scaling back the number of flights they're offering to customers because of skyrocketing fuel costs exacerbated by Biden's energy and economic policies. You know, two months ago, nobody knows this. The, the Daily Caller pointed it out. It was a good catch by them. The Biden administration approved a plan to block a new natural gas power plant that would have powered 500,000 homes from being built in Connecticut. Why would they do that? You know, what about this this Mediterranean pipeline that we talked about where where Israel can provide natural gas? Biden once supported it. Why, is, why doesn't he support it now? Biden wanted to, in November, shut down another critical pipeline. And this is the Enbridge Line 5 pipeline that delivers 540,000 barrels of Canadian crude per day, nearly equal to the amount of the oil that Biden was buying from Vladimir Putin. But the enviro extremists surrounding Biden were all for the shutdown. But by then, the gas prices had already started soaring, driving up inflation and his approval ratings in the tank. So the shutdown plan was was shelved only for political reasons, because this is where their mindset is at. They don't it's they care more about this radical agenda than they do about what this inflation is doing to the people of this country. They would rather deal with, you know, the world's worst actors than drill here at home and frack here at home. It makes no sense. How is it any different to the environment if you drill there or you drill here? There is no difference. You know, now some Democrats are saying, "Uh uh-oh, this isn't going to go over well. Green New Deal author AOC was asked a question on soaring gas prices. She didn't want to answer that. The omnibus spending bill that Republicans should not have had any part in, but they did because they're weak, allocates $40 million for democracy programs in Venezuela. Oh, okay. Let's bring back the dictators. Let's go, let's go be reliant on dictators for our energy. American oil drillers, democratic policies are blocking what we can do. They're saying it. They have the ability to do it. Gas prices at the pump, another all-time record, and they will not even consider using the natural resources that are so abundant right here. Then they got, you know, air support from the compliant media, basically an extension of their press office. I mean, there's literally a Washington Post editorial uh, defending Biden turning to Venezuela, Saudi Arabia, OPEC uh, for oil, saying he has little choice. That's not true. He has a choice. He's made a choice. These are the results of his disastrous policies. The White House is blaming Russia for for record high gas prices. You know, hashtag Putin price hike. No, hashtag Biden uh, uh, price hike. Get it right. You know, Biden took credit for a dip in gas prices, what, in December? Oh, yeah, in December he said he was able to bring gas prices down 12 cents. Well, before this invasion... We're up close to about a buck fifty a gallon already because of his policies. Average price of diesel, according to Gas Buddy, is five bucks a gallon. Guess what? When you go to your store and you're paying a lot more for everything you buy, you can look to Joe Biden's energy and economic policies as the reason why. And they just refuse. They absolutely refuse. They cling to this 
this climate fanaticism cult like it's manna from heaven. They're so they're so married to this. Then we send Kamala Harris over to giggle in 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 Poland. I mean, you just you can't make this up. And what are we going to do? And then why did we stop Poland from providing the jets that would help the Ukrainians that want to fight and defend themselves? Now, look, I'm not the biggest fan of Ukraine. I've been very clear. They've had many corrupt governments there. Zelensky, though, has impressed me. You know, many other leaders would have gotten on a private jet with gold and currency, millions and millions of dollars, and said, see you later, good luck, I'm out of here. Did you see that they hit this maternity hospital? Did you see the images of the mass graves in Ukraine? You need to look at it. I know some people are out there trying to, you know, find little reasons for Putin to be mad. He didn't have to resort to this. When you start killing men, women, and children... It's not about politics. That's about man's humanity to man, inhumanity to man in this case, and human suffering. That can be stopped if we want to. And by the way, I'm not I'm a, not a one boot on the ground guy. We're not getting caught up in that crap anymore. But we can supply javelins and stinger missiles.